0: The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Thank you for joining Beside Still Waters podcast with Christian Javois. Beside Still Waters is the moment in our day when we seek stillness in God's presence, guidance from the Word of God, and grace to live by faith. This is the moment when we view horizontal living from the divine perspective. For the eyes of Jehovah, run to and fro through the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him now here's today's message we hope it will be a blessing
1: For example in romans chapter one and two that god has created every human being with the awareness of his presence his existence and he has permeated all creation in such a way that you know there is a god this world is perfectly made and suited for our existence <laughs> perfectly in spite of the storms, and snowfall, and ice, and what have you. But the day will come when all men will see the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Those of us who have been purchased by his blood, will see him in a totally different light. We will be with him in that place, the new Jerusalem, the very presence of God himself. Unfortunately for the lost, Their last view will be at the Great White Throne Judgment where books are open and all that they've ever thought, said and done, recorded as evidence, sadly so. But for us this morning, we're going to continue looking at King Asa and just a quick recap for our benefit, King Asa Uh, took advantage of the times of peace and quiet that God had given to them. You find it in chapter 14 of 2nd Chronicles. And during that time, again, a recap. Scripture tells us that he removed out of all the cities of Judah, the high places and the images and the kingdom, verse 5, had quiet before them. And he built, verse 6, fortified cities and so forth. And the land had no war in those years because Jehovah had given him rest. And he said to Judah, let us build these cities and surround them with towers and gates and bars while the land has, is yet before us. And here it is. We have sought Jehovah our God and we have sought him and he has given us rest. And then later on in the narrative, we find that uh, the Ethiopians came with him, Zira the Ethiopian with a million-man army and 300 chariots. And he had a little over 500,000 foot soldiers. So he was outnumbered and outpowered. And uh, chapter 14 uh, continues to unfold. And I love what this man says, because the the topic, the issue, the the matter that we are uh, embracing in our thoughts, in our meditation this morning, is that can God be pleased? Can we please the living God? Is it possible for a human being aware of their frailty and propensity to make error and stumble? Does that person, human being, child or adult, aged or youth, do we have the capacity, the wherewithal in the power of the spirit of God to live in such a way that we know that we're pleasing God? And the answer to that is yes. Yes, we can know. And you say, how can we know? Well, we have Old Testament example in the life of David, a man after God's own heart. And David uh became the standard bearer for all the kings and the peoples after. The reference would be made in the scriptures uh, according to their father David, and the Spirit of God would make. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. The thing that sustains is to please the father, to do the father's will. I was telling a friend yesterday, I I tell stories about my my childhood. And I said, I was seven years old when my father almost beat the black off of me for something I did. (laughs) this to have a relationship with God. you whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved, rescued, rescued. Pardon all that you could ever have done before you have lived out your life. That entire record erased, removed by the blood of Jesus. Perhaps the greatest miracle that can happen to a human being, but you know what the second greatest miracle is? The emboldening presence. God that, oh, this is so sweet, so sacred. Jehovah is with you while you are with him. That's a condition. I'll be right with you. but You do have to want to be right with me. See, we live in an age where love relationships are <laughs> treated lightly. Not with God. Not with God. You want me. You have to stay close. To you. you have to stay close. To in fact, you don't have to turn to him. Jesus said this. The night that he was betrayed, you will find his own words penned by John in chapter 14 of John. To make a note of it. Look at what he says. Verse 21 He that has my commandments, he it is that loves me. We'll come to that condition back in 2 Chronicles. He loves me. The one who keeps my way, he loves me. You know, let me pause and say this. he was saying yeah is, makes a person noble or degrade. I don't have to argue with me. That clean conduct and clean conversation and clean language is a noble thing to embrace. I don't have to argue with me. but I can show by. It's God. And so now we come back to Asa. And what does the man of God say to him? Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Jehovah is with you while you are with him. You stay with God. He'll stay with you. you seek his face. He'll be found with you. Jesus says, if you enter into your closet, to change you. Oh, beloved, you don't know me. I have a nasty tongue by birth. Nasty tongue. And I told you the story. One day I was unemployed for a year. A whole year without money. Oh, boy. <laughs> and in that year, I said, oh, God, change me. It was time for me to look and ask myself, is it me why you're not hearing me? Am I the hindrance? And I searched my heart from God's word. When I looked at my life and I looked back, I said, Christian, you have a sharp razor tongue. And I said, oh God, change that. Change that. Change it. I said, Lord, whatever it takes, change it. Change it. And I'm here to tell you, oh God answered. I don't ever pray that God to change you. Because when he show you how he's about to change you, he's gonna be like, I changed my mind. (laughs) I changed my mind. God gave me a difficult employee. She was a good in my side, a a tool in the enemy's hand. She would say things to me in public. She would say things to me when I'm running my, my branch meetings. She would be ornery. She would be difficult. She would be rude. And I had to keep it in. I had to go every morning and say, before God, keep a watch at my lips. One of my employees said, Why don't you say something? I couldn't even tell her. mm need more self-discipline. But we truly need a filling of the spirit of God. We don't need anything else in this life. go out there, people see something different. I'll tell you this, Let's go to the next point. You say, brother, what's in it for me? I'm a human being, okay? When I obeyed my father, I wanted something. I wanted privilege. My father, my brother and sister who were older than me, they had a curfew. They had to be in the house by a certain time. I didn't even have a curfew. My dad would just give me the keys. <laughs> I can walk up to my father and Dad, dad can I have the car keys? <laughs> He's over there. He'd go back to reading his newspaper. Privilege. I wanted something. You said, Well, what's in it for me? If my life is still. I could tell you that's going to be your business. I had a fellow believer. This person brought me somewhere and they just wanted to give me a piece of their mind. And I want to tell you, by the time they started start giving me a piece of their mind, I was concerned whether they going not have any mind that's over because they seem to be giving me all of the pieces of their mind. And I tell you, I could see how the Lord Jesus could stand before Pilate as they vilified him, tore his body apart. The prophet said that he was unrecognizable. Read Isaiah Isaiah fifty three. They shamed him. He didn't say a word. Went to the cross. He, he could say to the women as he passed, and they were weeping, weeping as they saw him. The one who performed miracles for the last three and a half years raised... If you seek it, you'll be found. I want to say this to you. We'll end in John fifteen. When I was a young, much younger believer, I didn't know much about the whole Christian life. I was completely ignorant. So for me, it was always a learning experience. It was it, I, to this day. I love the Bible. I love the scriptures. Why? Because there's always something in it that makes me go, huh? Okay. of the prophets and what they did and how God was rich and how he used them. You know what I said? I want that. (laughs) I want to know that God can be known. Like that for me, that was the novel of the Bible. That this God, that that we, some say doesn't exist, some say does exist. Some, you read the missionary stories and you say to yourself, oh my word. If this is true, give it to me. Give it to me. I want on the islands, like 84 square miles, smaller. We went to three pharmacies, and one woman looked at me, she said, Sir, you're not going to find a walker on St. Croix for the next three to six months. We went home, and my sister looked at me, and she said, What are we going to do? I said, Girl, please. <laughs> I said, Girl, please. I said, We are trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, Sit down. open his word, we had our family devotions, and I said, Lord, You know where the walker is. (laughs) We are coming to you. Bring the walker to us. I said, you got me, literally, I said, Lord, you got me on this island under impossible circumstances. And we are simply going to trust you. My sister said, the next day, we prayed that morning again after breakfast. And I said, go get the walker. (laughs) She looked at me like I had Go get the walker. I didn't know how God was going to answer. She got to a gas station, and she's filling up her tank. And a brother from the church came by, and he pulled up on the other aisle, filling up. So they start talking about the hurricane and all this stuff. My sister's telling me the story. She said, Christian, I'm talking to the man, and I thought, just ask him, just ask him. So let's say his name is Bob. She says, Bob, I have to ask you something. I said, sure. She said, happened to know where we could find a walker. He said, I have two of them. (laughs) He said, I have two of them. I repaired them for my neighbor. (laughs) two. He said, here's my number. Call me. (laughs) We'll make arrangements. She said to me, she said, I was like, what? I said, girl, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. What does he say? John 15. Oh, God. Five minutes. This is what Jesus says. Oh, you're gonna love this. Verse 7, John 15. Look at it, look at it. Underline it, put a star next to it, put a little heart if you have a red pen. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. And amen. I heard somebody said, It shall <laughs> not might, not maybe. I know there's always somebody out there who's a naysayer. So we're going to end at this point. I don't, I don't like negatives, but I have to say, because there's always one person. Some people say, well, I could ask for a Cadillac and a million dollars. Okay, now this is when you see my colors come out, because I say, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> you are a foolish person. You want to know why? Because when you are in a love relationship with someone, You are of the same mind with them. Can two walk together except they be agreed? And if I'm in agreement with God, I am not going to ask God for something that's just not what he is finding pleasure in. I'm not going to do it. And when somebody asks me a question like that, that tells me, quite frankly, they're not walking with God. <clears throat> they don't realize the sacredness, the sanctity of the relationship that they have with the living God. They are blinded to his holiness. <laughs> okay? That's what Peter says. <laughs> As he who has called you is what? Holy. He says, past the time of your sojourn in fear, reverence. You walk in with God, you will know from the indwelling spirit. In fact, I'm gonna say this to you. I know from my experience. When I speak too loud, when I say something that's a little off-center, Spirit of God convicts me. I don't need somebody to tell me what pleases him. He convicts me. I know you have the same experience too. You laugh at a joke that was eh, a little not too colorful. or oh, I should say a little too colorful. Spirit of God convicts you. What does that tell you? He's speaking to you every single time. So after a while, you're trying to conform by his grace to walk in the narrow way that pleases him. You're not going to ask something foolish and disparage that sacred relationship. You're not going to do it. And so our Lord Jesus to say, you abide in, you remain in, and my words remain in you. You're going to ask what you What When I looked at my sister that day, and I said to her, you won't get the water. God, God will make, make the way. way. She, she came, came back and she said, I just couldn't believe it. But well, when I, I jokingly said, that's Jesus for you. I, I was trying, trying to, to show her something and then open the word of God to her. help her. Oh, my beloved saints, we stop here. God willing, in a couple of weeks, when I'm back, we will continue with the subject. Because this subject isn't even, I barely scratched the surface. I got on page two of my four pages. But I'm praying that God would speak to your heart, that He does mine, that, that we will want from Him Him. Okay? Want Him. More of Him. More of Jesus. More about Jesus what I. Do. More of His grace to others. More of His savingfulness. More of His love. He died for me. That's great. Oh, Father in heaven, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Thank you for your precious word. Thank you for each one body in your presence. Father, have your way. Have your way in our hearts. By your spirit, fill us, we pray. Oh, fill us with your blessed Holy Spirit. That our lives would be a blessing and refreshing to our fellow brethren, to those that are with us. Thank you for this sacred hour. Thank you for your precious word. I give you, the name of Jesus'
0: Thank you for joining Beside Still Waters podcast with Christian Javois. Beside Still Waters is the quiet moment in the stillness of God's presence to receive guidance, light, and grace to live by faith. I hope you've been helped and encouraged to press on living for the glory of God. It has been a pleasure and a privilege to connect with you on this podcast. To stay connected, please follow Christian Javois on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you on the next podcast of Beside Still Waters.